everyone. Welcome to the Bringing Care Home podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Uh, joining me today is Olivia Liu, the Chief Operating Officer at Kasana. Super excited to have you here today. Really thrilled to be here with you. Thank you for hosting. Absolutely. I was looking back. In healthcare, you're probably one of the, the early people I actually ended up speaking with. Like, sev- like probably we're going back five years, maybe I think more, four or five no? years. Yeah. yeah more, um, which is wild. And when you and I were talking in the intro, I was like, to, to get you, to get you away from general catalyst, it it must've had to be something pretty special. And and I think you, you've definitely found it. So congratulations, obviously. I know it's been a while. Thank you very much. Uh, it's been quite a journey. And so I was an investor on the early stage venture team at general catalyst when we last met. And as you mentioned, now I'm the chief operating officer helping to build, uh, this health tech company. Love it. Well, let's, Let's dive in a little bit. And for those that I'm sure most people know you, you you've been in the space, uh, you, you've covered, uh, you know, a lot of these, these organizations, you've made some great investments, but for those that let's say they don't know you kind of give them that lead up to, to you, to general catalyst, to Kasana. For sure. So I actually started, um, in a totally separate in- industry in the nonprofit space. Uh, that's where I started my career back in the day after going to Middlebury College, liberal arts undergrad, learning languages. I, I studied Mandarin Chinese there. Uh, I spoke French in my house. And then uh, I, I was exposed to several different models in the nonprofit space because I wanted to contribute to doing good in the world and thought that that was a, the place to do so. And all of my mentors uh, out in San Francisco were saying to me, you don't have to work for a nonprofit to contribute positive uh, to society. And so they encouraged me to go to business school where I learned another language. So it, it was the context of languages um, to uh, building blocks for me, um, where I went to uh, Georgetown, again, plugging in my international background there. And that's where I was exposed to the startup and venture world. Um, from there, I went to uh, work with uh, a mentor, David Fialco at General Catalyst. I started as his chief of staff, actually, um, and then shifted over to the early stage investment team, where I spent almost four years focused on the intersection of health and tech investments. And then, as you mentioned, uh, there I had met with thousands of entrepreneurs during my time there. And there was, you know, I can count on one hand the folks that I would have followed um, and helped to build a company with. And Austin McCord was one of those. I love these stories. And I know it, I mean, it's one of those things, right? Like the the VC firms that lose, you know, people like you, they're they're torn, but they're also so happy for you too, right? And they also basically put you in like your job is to talk to companies and then you find one that you like and then you to exactly. yeah, it's interesting. And if we win, they win, right? They even they invested in the Series A and and we're we're working hard to hope hopefully get a great outcome for everyone. Yeah, it's interesting because it uh, it really actually, if anything, increases the odds of of success because you were one of the early believers now you're going to go and work on this all the time so that's yeah that's really uh, so happy for you uh and and you're at a really cool company so let's let's assume um i've been seeing you more and more lately but let's assume that someone hasn't heard of kasana give us that overview of where the company's at today and kind of how it got up to this point for sure so Um, When I was on the investment side of the house, when I first met this company, um, we were doing an investment thesis, um, exploring a thesis on the elderly care space. 
and trying to understand why all of the the innovative technology that that's been developed a lot of companies are were were trying to solve problems in the healthcare space for this population but very little adoption still at that time um, with all these companies and and one of the the our hypotheses was um, not just about digital literacy which I think most people that's the first um, uh, problem that they point to saying, oh, this that population, you know, has lower digital literacy or lower um, adoption of the actual the, the smartphones. And so therefore that translates to lower adoption for these tech solutions. But beyond that, we, we looked at the, the hypothesis around um, why on, on adding burden to the end user. And most of these tech solutions were asking you to charge something, wear something and do something in order to help you monitor your health. And that was the brilliance of this company and what the heart seat brings to the table is that this is already something that we already we we all do in our in our natural in our natural daily routines right we all go to the bathroom and biology does the work for us for us at kasana that calls you to that to that room and and to sit down and so we we get adherence for free in that sense so um nick khan uh developed invented this toilet seat um, during his PhD at the Rochester uh, at RIT, Rochester uh, Institute of Technology, and he um, came put sensors on a, a toilet seat, and and this we are now FDA cleared to measure heart rate and blood oxygenation from your thighs, and we're in the process of uh, submitting our application to measure blood pressure. We're not going to market until we have all three measures cleared by the FDA. That's so. So funny. Um, w w this morning I had coffee with, uh, I don't know if you know, Catherine McGuire, um, no. but she's uh, one of the leaders of home care at uh, Baycare Health System. And okay. she didn't know, know the company by name, but she's like, it sounds a lot like I met this company, the, these folks uh, from Rochester that it like it was so, yeah yeah and and but she didn't oh. she didn't put two and two together but she go it must be them like the the company you're talking with it must be them because yeah. I mean what are the odds um, but she's like it was really interesting um, so that's funny I'm gonna tell her that after this and she you know what I love so we were at health we had a booth at health last year and we had about twenty people come up to us you know of the hundreds or thousands that came hundreds um, twenty people came up and said. I thought of doing this too. And that's when you know you have a good idea. You know, you know when others are like, oh, I thought of that too. And it's like, awesome, but you didn't execute on it. But that's when you, you realize you're onto something really incredible when others also adopt that they've come up with it, you know? You just hit a emotional chord with me because you know how many times my father says anyone could have created Uber and I have to correct him on it. And I always say to him, then why? But he's not you, wrong. He's you not know, wrong. Yeah, but, but, but there is more complexity to it. But this is a person that's not like Mr. Super Tech Savvy either, right? And he's just, I'm like, there's more to it than that. But um, I always say to that, though, then you should have, or why didn't you, or whatever, right? Um, it's funny that you say that. But you, that is true. Like, when you hear other people say that, it just validates that, you know, you're, you're continuously working on something that lots of other people are, you know, already think is special and you know that you're, you're working towards something yeah. cool. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And just so I get her correct title, it was Catherine McGuire. She's the VP of home care at Baycare Health System down here. 
Um, but that's funny. So, you know, one of the big things that we focus on with this show is care in the home. Talk us through what you view as Kasana's piece of that care in the home puzzle. Yeah. So it's, it, it's such a buzzword now, right? Like home health, home hospital at home, home care. And we are really focused on hypertension management and capturing vital signs, you know, specifically within hypertension management is capturing vital signs in an effortless way. So we don't want to add burden to somebody who is already managing their chronic conditions and whether that means med many medications or, um, you know, doctor's visits or diet, um, exercise, all the things that people already have to manage and that you can't necessarily change or solve with technology. This is one where technology capturing vitals and capturing, you know, blood pressure at home is something where technology has advanced to a point that we don't need you to do an extra step. Um, and we shouldn't ask if we don't need, right? So that's what we're solving is this piece of trying to make, um, take off a little bit of the burden from somebody who wants to who needs or wants to manage their their chronic condition from home and, and it is is told to measure their blood pressure right so that, that's a piece of the the care management and we understand we're just a piece um you know like healthcare is so messy and complicated but we think if we can reduce the burden in this one small piece turns out half of you as adults have hypertension it's called the silent killer because we you and i can still operate as we're operating today and not know you know that we have high blood pressure and it's not until uh, we have other comorbidities or other conditions that are exacerbated because our body's overcompensating or you know trying to compensate for the high, the high blood pressure so so this is something that we're really focused on is helping folks get their blood pressure under control in a way um, and at least gathering the vital the the blood pressure and um, other vitals in a way that doesn't require extra work. And you talked a little bit about this, Olivia, in the beginning in terms of, you know, how, how do you continue to educate and, and you're, you're working with the elderly, maybe some also non-tech savvy. Talk me through some more about how you ensure that your users are really, you know, finding the data easy to use, the, the product easy to use. Like, talk me through that. Yeah, you know, this was something we thought a lot about at General Catalyst from an investment perspective too, that the most tech companies you meet want you to engage with their technology, right? And that the success metric is how long did you spend on that tech? And they try to find ways to get you to actually engage more. And and then we we were starting to think about these theses about the disengagement of technology. And that's that's this this device fits in there. Our goal is that you don't think about this device. And um, digital literacy is not something that is required to use our device. We actually don't have a screen. Something we've heard from uh, both patients and clinicians is that the, the immediate feedback from screens on some devices and, and knowing what that blood pressure is right away is sometimes anxiety provoking. And, and we don't have that. If you want to see your results or, or look at your data, you can, but you don't have to right away. That's a really interesting approach because, you know, the times I'll, I'll go and eat very unhealthy and the next day I step on the scale, all of a sudden my exactly. day is, is ruined, right? Wrong. But if I had the ability to see that information 
maybe later in the, it's not going to change anything, right? Later in the day, I'm not as stressed out. That's, that's a really interesting uh, approach that you took there. Well, uh, this, this is super exciting. What, what's next that you can share with us that is continuing to excite you and the rest of the team? Yeah, so we're really excited about um, commercializing when we're able to. Um, so we're, we're still heads down on our FDA submission for blood pressure. Um, and once we get to the other side of that, um, hopefully uh, sometime middle of next year, our goal is to then bring a hypertension solution um, to market that is powered by the heart, the FDA cleared um, heart seat. I love it. Well, we'll have to have you come back on to, to dive more into and, and also keep us updated, please. I love that.